Our southern border is a disaster because Joe Biden is a disaster. His incomprehensible policies created the turmoil and chaos we witnessed as an estimated 150,000 illegal migrants amassed at the U.S. border with Mexico and began flowing into our country at the stroke of midnight last Thursday. When the hordes disappeared from television cameras, never to be seen again at an immigration office or a court hearing years from now, the lines at the border began to recede. Well, of course they did, because there is no border anymore. Illegals streamed through easily, and then they scampered away. And that is the point. A cheerful Biden wobbled off a bicycle near his swank beach house in Rehoboth, Delaware this weekend, and he snarked to reporters, much better than you all expected. In other words, mission accomplished. Our gloating president got exactly what he wanted. Naturally, the suck-up media mimicked his words by telling Americans, the crisis is over. Well, Maybe it's over visually at what was once a protected border with Mexico, but without an inviolate barrier, tens of thousands will now continue to walk freely into the country every day, unimpeded in the weeks and months ahead, adding millions more illegals that the government can't possibly handle or track. Under Joe Biden, they don't want to. No vetting. No monitoring, out of sight, is out of mind, Joe thinks. Well, not quite. The chaos dispersed, but has reemerged elsewhere in towns and cities struggling to absorb the massive influx of people without jobs, food, clothing, and housing. The crisis merely shifted. Mayors in cities like New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles are already crying about the onslaught of illegals they can't possibly cope with. They're begging the Biden administration for help. You know the drill. Already overburdened taxpayers are footing the bill they cannot afford. But Joe Biden doesn't care. He spends someone else's money like a drunken sailor. This is Joe's new gambit. Transform America at your expense. So that in just a few short years, it'll be unrecognizable. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over half the world's wheat, What does this mean for you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why you should stock up on the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food. Create your own stockpile by using the code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Four Patriots Survival Food is hand-packed in the USA with different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and taste. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code GREGG to get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots Survival Food. 
That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code Greg, G-R-E-G-G. President Biden's decision to terminate Title 42 restrictions opened the floodgates. There is no way to know how many MS-13 gang members, terrorists, murderers, rapists, human traffickers, drug dealers, thieves, and violent criminals have now entered our country. Talk with any law enforcement official and they'll tell you chilling stories of innocent civilians that have been victimized. It will only get worse. I spoke with a Texas rancher last week who described having to fend off attackers with a gun. Meanwhile, the Mexican cartels, they're popping champagne corks. Biden's broken border is a gift to thugs everywhere. And Joe doesn't care. He's more than willing to sacrifice American lives to achieve his open borders agenda. He created an incentive to come here by rewarding unlawful behavior. Now, there are, of course, thousands of well-meaning migrant families. They have no other purpose in mind but to seek a better life and honest work in the United States. And they should have every opportunity to pursue it legally. Stampeding the border is not the proper course of action. Our system of laws require patience as they await their applications before being legally admitted into the U.S. Millions of others before them have followed the law in an orderly process. They should, too. The fact that they won't is the fault of Joe Biden. During a presidential debate in 2020, he invited them to enter illegally when he declared, you should come. Later, he told asylum seekers, surge to the border. They did. An estimated 6.5 million have, by hook or by crook, slipped across during the first two years of Biden's presidency. By the time he leaves office, that number will swell to 15 million people, probably more. At the current pace, some 20 million is a fair guess. But since Joe's border is now porous, who really knows? As pandemonium ensued over the last several weeks, Biden's toadies conjured up a steady stream of lies. Corinne Jean-Pierre, the Baghdad Bob of press secretaries, announced that illegal immigration was down 90% because of her boss's policies. Cue the laughter. More recently, DHS Secretary Alejandra Mayorkas insisted, quote, the border is not open. Well, no one with a functioning set of eyes believed him, as images of thousands of illegals crossing into the U.S. were flashed on television screens everywhere. Border towns were so overwhelmed, they issued disaster declarations. Not that it did any good. So where will the millions of illegals eventually go? Well, nobody knows, least of all our government. They devised no reliable way to monitor them. The vast sandy area just across the border is littered with tracking bracelets that were promptly cut and discarded. Most migrants were given a slip of paper and a future court date assigned, asking them to magically reappear 
five years, seven years, even 10 years from now. Some of the documents identified 2035 for initial hearings. Only a fraction actually qualify for asylum, mind you, and they know it. So how many will show up? You know the answer, and so does Joe Biden. It's all a charade. The truth is that Biden unilaterally invented a de facto mass amnesty program. It's sanctioned invasion. Make no mistake, this is precisely what Joe wanted. By fully embracing the progressive manifesto, his goal is to admit every illegal migrant possible. Law-abiding citizens are left to wonder why. Compassion is the frequently stated reason, but many suspect the real objective is to forever change the demographic composition and political dynamic in our country, remake America to further entrench radically liberal ideals. To accomplish it, Biden had to abandon the rule of law that he is duty-bound to enforce. For him, that was a piece of cake. His entire presidency has been devoted to unconstitutional acts, most of which were later overturned by the courts. But the legal process takes time, and Joe Biden knows this. The damage is always done long before it can ever be rectified. It didn't matter to Biden that existing statutes make it against the law for people to enter the U.S. illegally. Take a look at U.S. Code 1325. Violations carry both civil and criminal penalties. Nor did it matter that the president swore under oath that he would faithfully execute and enforce all laws and defend the safety and security of Americans. To Joe, those are just meaningless words, empty promises. To put it bluntly, he doesn't give a damn. The day he was inaugurated, the border was fairly secure. During Trump's presidency, a comparative trickle of illegals slipped through the border, roughly 1,200 arrests per day. Illegal immigration dropped to a 45-year low. Biden reversed all of that beginning on his first day in office. The newly elected president abruptly halted construction of the border wall. He refused to spend the allotted money to complete it. He fully reinstated the catch-and-release program that allowed illegals to simply vanish into the interior of the nation. He also terminated the Remain in Mexico policy that forced migrants to wait outside the U.S. until they were legally permitted to enter. These common-sense rules were tossed in the trash by Joe Biden. As Title 42 neared an end on Joe Biden's orders, he pretended to care about the inevitable pandemonium at the border by ordering 1,500 active duty troops there. It was all a clever ruse. Their assigned job was not to stop people, but to help accommodate them as they entered and disappeared. Another Joe Biden con was to put Kamala Harris in charge of solving the border crisis. When it comes to sheer ineptitude, the VP 
is Biden's equal. He knows this, which is why he tapped her. Kamala is so obtuse she couldn't think her way out of a paper sack. She proceeded to prove it by doing nothing at all, which is her only strong suit, that and giggling. Every time she opens her yap, I yearn for Hillary's cringing cackle. Joe Biden could have continued the Title 42 immigration restriction. It was instituted, you'll recall, to protect Americans for valid public health reasons when the COVID pandemic struck. The president could have sustained it by citing a very different health and safety reason. That is, the worsening epidemic of deadly fentanyl drug overdoses. Biden's open border policies have allowed that synthetic drug to flow freely into the United States from Mexico. Traffickers have had a financial field day as their distribution networks easily penetrated our southern border. The Centers for Disease Control estimates that some 100,000 Americans are killed by fentanyl every year coming from Mexico. Do the math. That means 273 deaths per day, mostly young people. Thanks to Biden, it will now only proliferate. Americans are outraged every time there's a mass shooting that claims the lives of a half a dozen people or even more, as they should. But they don't seem to bat an eye when hundreds are murdered each and every day, but they don't bat an eye when hundreds are murdered each and every day by fentanyl. Biden could put a significant dent in those horrific numbers by cracking down on the border. Instead, he seems more interested in cracking down on gas stoves. The only remedy to this colossal mess is to get rid of our feckless president and his Democrat enablers. That, of course, would require wisdom and intelligence among the electorate. So far, voters have demonstrated neither. They elected an incompetent and venal president. They deserve to suffer the painful consequences. Joining me now to talk about it is Tom Homan, the former acting director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And also with us is Mark Morgan, former acting commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us. And and Tom, I want to get your reaction to President Biden over the weekend. He uh, wobbled off of his bicycle in front of reporters and uh, you know, he said, oh, you know, see, it wasn't so bad, much better than you all expected. What do you think of that? Well, I think, once again, he's misleading the American people. Everything's going expected with their policies and their plan of an open border. The numbers aren't really down uh, coming across the border. They're playing a shell game. So there's less illegal entries simply because they have NGOs in Mexico processing illegal aliens through the CBP-1 app and bring them to the port of entry. Mark just recently sent out data that's saying they're up 250%. I'll let Mark speak to that. But it's a shell game. They're just making illegal immigration legal. They're pushing them through the port of entries uh, at record pace. 
and this administration behind that. So they can claim victory. The, the, the entry between the border entries are down, but they're not being honest with American people. And I'll tell you this, even with the CBP-1 app and everything they're doing, the illegal entries will increase because there are simply people who came all the way from like Haiti. There, there's thousands of them south of the border. They're going to cross. They just need to figure out where to cross because Texas DPS and National Guard is doing a great job in holding the line. So their plans are changing. So, Mark, you're the guy with the numbers. Uh, fill, us, fill in the blanks. Yeah, so, so Greg Thomas is absolutely correct. So what we've seen, it's very important with respect to the shell game. While, while we've seen a modest decrease in some of those illegally entering in between the ports, what we've seen in the past 26 months, Greg, is a 250% increase in what we call otherwise inadmissibles coming to the lawful ports of entry. And, and so what I, I've dubbed it, we, we all know catch and release, right? We know illegal aliens that, that illegally enter in between the ports of entry are caught and released. Now what this administration has done, what I've coined, enter and release. As Tom said, they've literally legalized otherwise illegal activity. Here's how it goes. Here's the deal they made. They've, they've made a deal to the entire world, Greg. They said, hey, look, if you refrain from illegally entering and filing a fraudulent claim, what we'll let you do is enter at a port of entry while we'll continue to look the other way while you file a fraudulent claim and we'll still release you. So now they've got a combination of catch and release in between our ports, enter, enter and release outer ports of entry. There's no strategy that acts as a deterrence. Consequences are putting integrity back in the system to reduce uh, uh, fraudulent claims. They're simply shifting the numbers from in between to the ports of entry. And so it's going to be very important. Watch those numbers. Watch the encounters at our ports of entry. So Alejandro Mayorkas, who is the Secretary of Homeland uh, Security, um, you know, he tends to prove the old saying, if his lips are moving, he's lying. <laughs> For the longest time, Mayorkas kept claiming, no, the border is not open, when in fact, uh, nobody believed that. Uh, the border towns were so overwhelmed, they issued disaster declarations and and people were obviously coming through. Now he's uh, tacked to something different. And he's saying, oh, DHS, he said this over the weekend, has done an extraordinary job. Tom, you agree with that? The men and women of the border, look, I started my career wearing that uniform way back in 1984. The men and women of border patrol, they're patriots. They're doing the best they can, even though the morale's in the toilet. But you're right. He lies. Look, he's, he's committed perjury in front of Congress. He lied under oath about border security. I testified in a court case uh, in Houston against the Biden administration. I was Texas uh, expert witness on immigration. And the judge there, there said, not only is the secretary ignoring the law, he's actually violating the law. There's plenty of examples. This man should be impeached by Congress. But it, and let me tell you one lie that no one's really talking about. He has testified numerous times that those who don't qualify for asylum will be immediately removed. Now, he knows, based on immigration court data, nearly 9 out of 10 people who claim asylum at the border never get relief from U.S. courts because either they don't qualify, they don't show up in court. 9 out of 10 fail and get an order of removal. But his, his own Homeland Security Life Cycle Report, which is his report, says out of the ones that are ordered removed, the 9 out of 10, how many actually leave? That number is 6%. And, and that's because you're not being detained. The same report says if they're detained by ICE, 
and then nine out of 10 get order removal. How many are removed? 99%. So the secretary knows exactly what he's doing by releasing these people. He knows nine out of 10 will fail based on his own report. He knows if they're not detained, they'll never leave. So again, a lie to, to lie to the American people and to think that he's going to do the right thing per, per the law, he is not. It's another it's another smoke and mirrors game being played by this administration. And Mark, you're nodding your head in agreement. Yeah, look, I, I couldn't have said it better, Greg, than, than Tom just said. What I'll do is I'll foot stomp it. For the first time, think about this. A cabinet level official. I, I really do, Greg, I, I've read your book. You, 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 you're a historian, I, I call you, with respect to what you've done. You know this. We've never had a secretary in our lifetime that has come in, that, is a, that, that has viewed the law as a mere advisory opinion. A, a cabinet-level official that refuses to enforce the law on the book. Look, you cannot like them as a cabinet-level official. Guess what? That is no moment. You still have to enforce them, as Thomas said. He has abdicated his his oath of office. He's abused his authority. It's the first time we've ever had a cabinet-level official that told the, the, the law enforcement agencies underneath him to, to not enforce the, the statutory laws that they're entrusted to enforce to safeguard our uh, 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 borders. And like Tom said, literally has lied to, uh, to the American people. He's lied under oath. He says our borders are secure, that, that we have operational control. And one last thing, Greg, this is also a secretary that, that without Congress's authority has fundamentally transformed the law enforcement agencies under his care. He, he has taken the border tool, for example, and he has transformed them away from their, their national security law enforcement mission to now what they are, they are a processing enterprise. I, I, it's it's insanity. But, you know, I don't want to lay all of the blame on Mayorkas, although he certainly richly deserves a considerable amount of it. But he's doing Joe Biden's Joe Biden's bidding, isn't he? I mean, Tom, this is exactly what Joe Biden uh, wanted in the first two years of his presidency. Roughly six point five million illegals have come into the United States. Now, at that pace, I mean, just do the math, math, double it up. I mean, you're going to have 13, maybe 15 million more coming into the United States, especially now since the border is completely open. Well, you got to give President Biden uh, a thumbs up because he kept his promise. During, during <laughs> he promised open borders. He yeah. promised, he put tried to put a more moratorium on deportations. He wants amnesty, and he told people to come. Then when he became president, they've actually kept their promise. So you know his, his plans come together, and and you're right, this is devastating to American people. But at this point, I don't think he really knows what's going on. I think his yeah. people around him. He sold out to the progressive left, the open borders advocates. To win the presidency. He knew he needed their votes to win the presidency. Joe Biden voted for border security. Mark would tell you he actually voted for border walls back when he's a senator. So then a lot of other these uh, leftist senators. But here's what but I I get this question all the time. Isn't isn't, you know, my is just following orders from the president. I don't care. He's a secretary of Homeland Security. He took an oath to defend this country and and, and protect our sovereignty and, and enforce the law. So on his watch, on Secretary Marcus's watch, we have over 100,000 Americans dead from fentanyl comes across that border. We have approximately 1,700 migrants 
have died on U.S. soil because of this open border strategy. We got over 200 known suspected terrorists arrested trying in this country. We got 1.7 million gotaways. Border Patrol's arresting people from 171 different countries. Some of these countries are sponsored a terror. So if you don't think a single one of that 1.7 didn't come here to do us harm for, as a terrorist, then you're ignorant to the data. What this secretary has done is, is, is violate his oath. If he had any integrity at all, he would tell the White House, look, I'm the Secretary of Homeland Security. This is the biggest national security failure since 9-11. Either you stop the policies you're pushing or I'm going to resign in protest. A better man would do that. Yeah. You know, uh, Mark, uh, the point that Tom is making is such a valid one. Yep. that Mayorkas refuses to enforce the law. So right. our listeners may be saying, well, well what law? Biden is actually, and Mayorkas, ignoring federal statutes that make it against the law to enter the country illegally. It's been on the books for decades. Uh, If you want to look it up, it's 1325 of the U.S. Code. And there are criminal and civil penalties for violating that statute. But Joe Biden, the president, refuses to enforce the law, and yet he is duty-bound to enforce it and protect American citizens. That is his first duty when he's inaugurated. He stands there, puts one hand on the Bible, and holds up the other hand and says he will enforce the laws and protect the safety and security of Americans. He's not doing that and a failure to do so is, in my judgment, an impeachable offense. But there seems to be no appetite to go after Biden and Mayorkas on that basis. And Mark, I just wonder why. Yeah, so first of all, great. Everything you just said, I, I, I couldn't have said better myself, and I agree with Tom. Look, that's why I say he's not just doing the bidding for the Biden administration. Tom and I, Greg, we both held some of the highest positions in the government, and our allegiance as much as we are 100%, for example, behind uh, President Trump's border policies, as, as much as we thought that was absolutely the right thing you know, for the country, our allegiance was not to the man. Our allegiance was not to the administration. Our allegiance, Greg, is just as you articulately outlined, was to the Constitution and the rule of law. And so I don't give Secretary a pass because he's doing exactly what you said, Greg. He is not upholding to the constitutional, his constitutional responsibilities. He's not upholding his oath of office to enforce the law. He is doing the opposite. And while I'll say... I, I think we've got some, Tom and I have been working Capitol Hill uh, extensively. We've gotten attention of some uh, uh, Republicans on Hill. There's been a couple of folks that have filed uh, articles of impeachment, uh, you know, like, like, like Biggs and some others. There are, there are ongoing discussions. I think now that, that we've gotten, you know, HR2, the border security bill has been passed. Uh, once the debt ceiling issue gets resolved, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to continue to drive and influence uh, folks to pay attention and impeach Secretary Meyer. Because, and one last thing, here's the BS argument I hear all the time. Well, well, if we get rid of him, we could get somebody worse. I don't care. I don't care because American people for the first time in over two years need to hear the truth and reality of how we went, how we got here and why we got here. And we need to hold people accountable. If they put somebody worse in there, then we've got to hold that person accountable. You know, I, I was actually gratified to see Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is announced that he's running for the Democratic nomination against Joe Biden, issued a statement and I'll read it. 
I will make the border impervious. We cannot release people, illegal aliens, across the border. And, you know, that's a very emphatic statement by a Democrat, and it's shared by a great many Democrats. Unfortunately, too many don't have the courage to stand up and voice it in, in such a strong way. And what's so interesting, Tom, is that 84% of Americans, according to the polling data, agree with that statement that we should have a secure border impervious to people coming here illegally. Uh, but, but you know, I, I just don't... Now, certainly we don't hear that that sort of a statement or outrage from the media because they're, you know, Joe Biden suck, of, suck ups and sycophants and Joe Biden apologists and so forth. But I, I, I'm stunned really that more Americans are not standing up uh, to, to speak out about what Joe Biden is doing. What say you? Well, first of all, I'm glad Kennedy said that, and, and, and that's good, but that's not enough to be President Trump in 2024. I actually think Trump would be our next president because people see what's, what's happened since he's left. I'll just say that. But look, I think what the American people need to know and what me and Mark are traveling around the country, talking to groups, saying, look, regardless what your opinion is on illegal immigration, put that aside a minute. When you create a crisis this big that has taken 70 to 80 percent of agents off the line to change diapers, make airport runs, make hospital runs, you know, make baby formula, when you take and process others, when you take 70 to 80 percent of agents off the line, that causes a very dangerous border. That, that means that's when, a, that, that's when the, the known suspected terrorists can cross. That's when the trafficking of women and children have skyrocketed. That's when the sex trafficking of women skyrocket. That's when the criminals and gang members cross, the people that don't want to turn themselves in. I'll go back to the 1.7 million again. Why did they choose to pay more? to the cartels to get away. Get me to Chicago. Get me to New York. Get me to Detroit. Get, I don't want to turn myself to the border patrol. I don't want to just pay you less and cross the border, turn myself in, get processed, get a, get a bus ride or a plane ride to the city of my choice, get a work authorization permit for the next four or five years while I wait for my court case, which I may or may not show up in. Then I know that even if I get order removed, the secretary has already told ICE, instructed ICE, that being in the country illegally on his own isn't enough for you to make an arrest. Why does someone choose not to take advantage of that giveaway, that giveaway process that costs less to pay more to get away? Because they don't want to be vetted. They don't want to be fingerprinted. So people need to understand illegal immigration at this level has created a national security crisis, the biggest national security failure, I think, since 9-11. This is what the American people need to know. It's not about immigration. It's about border security. And, you know, Mark, I, I was talking with a Border Patrol agent the other day, and he said, look, people are just streaming through. We give them a slip of paper. We try our best to try to do some sort of a background check, but we're limited. He said, we, we can only check to see if these people have a criminal record in the United States. Well, of course, many of them don't because they haven't come to the United States yet. So what we're finding is with no rigorous background checks, and I'm going to read this. There is rampant drug trafficking, human smuggling, extortion, illegal weapons, sex assault, murder, waves of MS-13 gangs coming into the United States. Where did I get that language? 
from the FBI's website. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's right. First of all, I, I worked uh, for 20 years in the FBI. It was a different FBI when I was there, of course. But I agree with that statement 100%. And Tom said it best. Look, let's just take one stat. Uh, last 26 months, 1.7 million total gotaways. Those, so, so let's look at the ones we don't know anything about. Why do we have a gotaway? If the majority of those illegal across and literally are setting down and turning themselves in uh, for border talk because they know they're going to be released, why do we have a gotaway? Well, it's, you don't have to be a border security expert, right? It's obvious because those are some bad people among the gotaways. There's where uh, they house the rapist, murderers, aggravated felons, and gang members that, that when they come across, they don't stay in border towns. They don't stay in El Paso, Brownsville. They're making their way to every town, city, and state across the, the country. And then let's go back to what you just said about vetting, the ones we do apprehend and we intentionally release in the United States. That's another big omission, which is the same thing. When, when, you know, I always say, right, the intentional omission of a material fact is the same thing as a lie. What, what this white right house is, is exactly what you said, Greg, is that they are not vetting. I'll give you an example. Cuba. When we get a single adult male from Cuba, do you really think we're getting their criminal history from Cuba? <laughs> it's a joke, right? It's not happening. So we are literally and intentionally releasing people in the United States every single day by, by the millions, by the way, in the past 26 months that we know virtually nothing about. But here's some stats that we do know. One more stat I'll give you. From 2011 to 2022, 261,000 illegal aliens committed 433,000 crimes, including 800 homicides, 800 kidnappings, and over 5,000 assaults. And you know what the mic drop is there? That was the state of Texas alone. Yeah, this is a real risk at our borders. Yeah, and you know, Tom, I was also talking to a rancher in Texas, and I mean, he told me this story about, I mean, every day. He has to spend six hours a day trying to mend the fences where people have poked through and come onto his property and they threaten him. And he is now resorted to having to use a gun to defend himself from people who are menacing, who are intruding, who are trying to attack him. And so, you know, it's the American citizens who will eventually pay the price for this, right? You're exactly right. And it's, it's, it's just sad what, what, what the border's become. We handed this administration the most secure border in my lifetime. Like I said, I've been, I, I started in border in 1984. I spent my whole career on border immigration issues. They took the most secure border in my lifetime. And Joe Biden's the first president in the, in the history of this country who unsecured it on purpose. I mean, who the hell does that? So, yeah, the American citizens are paying the ultimate price. This is not the ranchers, but the, the over 100,000 moms and dads who lost their kids, the fentanyl, the moms and dads who lose their kids, angel moms and dads who lose their kids to illegal alien crime, the, the, the driving down wages for the American worker, trauma centers being overcrowded, shutting down, hospitals you know, going bankrupt on the, in the border cities because taking care of all the illegal alien health issues. And, and it's just, it, it's school, school's being overcrowded. And most of these kids don't speak English, which holds the whole class back. And, and it's just, the veterans, homeless veterans just got kicked out of a hotel in New York because they're going to make it a migrant hotel. This is, this is, this is, what, what they're doing is harming the American people. It's going to be a further hit on our economy. And, and this president has no apologies. He's sticking to his plan. This isn't mismanagement. This isn't yeah. incompetence. This is by design. You know, Mark, uh, Joe Biden continues to say, well, if you got a problem with it, it's not my fault. It's Republicans fault. It's Congress. Congress needs to act. Well, Congress did act. House, the House 
passed a bill uh, last Thursday called the Secure Border Act. It would codify the Remain in Mexico uh, program, meaning people can't enter the U.S. until they have a court date and, you know, they're processed and so forth. Common sense. It uh, doesn't take a genius to understand. That makes sense. You can't come here legally until you're legally approved. But the Senate will never pass it because Democrats are in lockstep with Joe Biden, and Joe Biden has vowed to veto the law. So it's a charade for him to blame Congress when indeed uh, at least the House of Representatives has already acted. Greg, I couldn't agree more. So, and, and before we even get to HR two that they, the House just passed, so think about this. So you you create a catastrophe and then you blame somebody else for not fixing it, right? I mean, because that's right. what happened from day one. As Tom said, he inherited the most secure border in our lifetime, and he intentionally unsecured it. Over three hundred executive orders. I'll give you just a couple of highlights, and but we could spend the next two hours. The safe third country agreements we had with all three uh, 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 three uh, Northern Triangle countries, through executive order, this president got rid of it. Wall construction, through executive order, this president stopped it. The Remain in Mexico program, which was single-handedly the most effective deterrence policy that we had developed through executive order, this uh, president uh, dismantled it. The, the ICE restrictions, he has literally neutered ICE. They can no longer do their job. You basically have to be a known or suspected terrorist or, or or an aggravated felon before you're going to be a priority for ICE. Those were all done through executive order or DHS policy that they dismantled. So he destroys our, our entire Southwest border and he has the audacity to say, well, Congress, what are you going to do about it? And then to talk about HR, you're absolutely right. Look, I don't think HR2 goes far enough. I don't think it's strong enough. Full stop. However, I think I can also say it's also the strongest border security act that's ever been passed. And before it even goes to the Senate, as you said, the White House and the president has already been out there publicly saying, I'm going to veto it. So he destroys it, blames the other, and then sets up a roadblock when they're trying to fix it. You left out, Mark, uh, E-Verify. Joe Biden will not enforce E-Verify that cuts off jobs to ensure a legal workforce, which would obviously create a disincentives for illegals to come here. But he got rid of that, too, didn't he? He I mean, you know, his entire presidency is sort of a template for unconstitutional unilateral acts that eventually get overturned by the courts. But as I mentioned in my opening remarks, Joe Biden knows that takes time and the damage is done before, you know, it is ever litigated. And that is one of the principal problems, isn't it? Yep, that's exactly right. Let's let's not forget. So he he literally took an effective strategy of of deterrence, like you mentioned, consequences, and put integrity back in the system. And he jests it all. He really sees his job now, Secretary Marcus, as managing the crisis and turning law enforcement into a processing enterprise rather than securing the border. So, Tom, your final thoughts. Um, I said at the end of my opening remarks that, you know, if you're looking for people to blame other than Joe Biden, look no further than the people who put him in office. The American voters did this and they did this to themselves. And they're, you know, in a way they deserve to suffer the painful consequences. Um, Maybe that will awaken them from their deep slumber and decide to change course. What do you think? I think you're 100% correct. Uh, uh, elections have consequences. 
You know, and he didn't, like I said, I, I'm shocked because he said what he's going to do during the campaign. Yeah. He, he, he said it and people still voted for him. So uh, people need to make better choices. And, and another another reason me and Mark go across the country educating people. Again, it's just, just not about illegal immigration anymore. This is a national security issue. So, you know, I'll say this. I mean, uh, the right guy, and I've said this before, and I've said it all year long. If the right guy gets back in the White House, I'm coming back. And I'm so irritated with this administration, I'll come back for free. And I know Mark, <laughs> me and, and me, Mark Morgan talked about I think Mark's in, in too. If the right guy gets in the White House, we will finish what we started under President Trump. Hopefully, again with President Trump, we'll finish what we started. And once again, we'll secure the border and, and, and we'll finish what we did and, and, and hopefully uh, save America from what's happening. And, and you're, you're nodding your head, Mark. Yeah. I, uh, the, uh, it's going to date me, uh, Greg, but the old movie Backdraft. <clears throat> so with respect to what Tom said, he goes, I go. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and, and look, to, 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 to explain it, yes, I, Congress needs to act to codify some stuff. That's absolutely correct. But guess what? We don't need to wait for Congress to act. Let's not forget the Republicans, they've got a lot of blame here too, Greg. And I know you've yeah. talked about this before. I've listened to you. Remember, under the Trump administration, the Republicans had the White House, the House, and the Senate, and they failed failed to pass a single piece of meaningful border security legislation that would have stopped about 85% of what's happening. But we get the right man in the the presidency. We can, through executive orders, undo everything that's been done. We can secure the borders and and, and, uh, at least head towards that direction while at the same time pushing Congress to do what they need to do to codify strong border security legislation so we can keep it secure regardless of who's in the administration. All right. Mark Morgan, former acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, along with Tom Homan, former acting director of the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Great discussion on The Brief. Thanks, Greg. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.